How's it going, everybody? Back again, Luke Buckley, Joe Marino with you. The uh, pre-NHL draft episode, uh, also the uh, post-4th of July episode. Hope you had a uh, wonderful holiday with your friends and family. Hopefully you were safe. Hopefully no one's missing fingers and had to click this link with their middle finger or something because their index and thumb are gone. But uh, I had a, br- a pretty uh, relaxed holiday. Didn't really do much. Um, what did you do, Joe? Uh, I just spent some time with some family. Enjoyed the nice long weekend. It was very it nice. Was nice and relaxing to get some time away. Yep, that's right. We're all uh, back to normal out there, back to working. And uh, but no, uh, yeah, it was it was a nice day, beautiful day outside. Um, and yeah, the draft is in two days. Thank you to everybody who uh, listened to the special draft preview edition. Of course, with Joe and our very own Curtis Schwartzkopf. You've heard him. You've heard him on the show before. Uh, he does the draft preview episode with us every year, but uh, I couldn't make it this year. Just been swamped up to my ears at work. And uh, but you guys did a great job. Also, I want to throw this out there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for making our show with guest Anthony Chandra uh, a top five listened to episode. Top three. I Top believe. three. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And counting. Yeah. And counting. Uh, incredible. Thank you all for uh, tuning yeah. in. And Big thank- shout out to Anthony and Curtis That's right. for hopping on. Some great That's content. Right. And we have Austin Broad coming on on Friday night as well. And super excited. We're going to bring some more guests on. We're, I, I enjoy having the guests on. It's a nice change. It is. Getting another uh, voice in the room. We need to figure out a way around the, the Zoom stuff because Zoom yeah. decided to implement a time limit yeah. on how long you can record See, without I'm, having to set up another meeting. Look, I mean, they weren't going to let us off easy. They saw the Cautiously Optimistic podcast was getting uh, you know, incredible amounts of listens and we're like, we need to start charging these people. I mean, they can't be, they can't be uh, entertaining the masses. We can't uh, catch a break. We can't get your break. We get kicked out of our studio that we yeah. built from the ground up. And now we we go back to virtual. Now they just make it harder on us, but we'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure yeah. it out. The animal draft is coming once yeah. once the off season settles and there's nothing to talk about anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But once if it you gets haven't checked like- out, if you haven't checked out the draft preview episode with Curtis and I, good good listen. If you're hyped for the draft. You want to learn more about some of the guys. Uh, I would definitely check it out. Uh, it's on SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast, Apple podcasts, wherever we are everywhere. Yeah. Also, uh, I think we should throw this in at the start of the show. The draft guide. Absolutely. Is out. Uh, dropped on Sunday at 10 a.m. Uh, very well received. It seems like a lot of people like it. Uh, this is the second year that I've been able to contribute to it. And I'm very proud of the end product. It looks great. I know, Luke, you haven't been able to dive into it just yet with how busy you are, but highly recommend giving it a look through. Watch, have it open with you during the draft. That's what uh, I will have. I will have it draft open. in there. There's a top 32 with great analysis, the top 100 list. Uh, targets for each and every draft pick. All and I 11 believe picks. you guys uh, also, did you also rank the prospects that are currently uh, in the system? Yes, they're, this year? yes. they're in tiers. I believe it's a pyramid format. I always the, like that. For the current. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything. There's even like a top 10 preview for the 2023 draft. So for the folks that like to look ahead, uh 2023 is very nice. Yeah, I would definitely, if you haven't looked at it yet, look at it again if you have. Uh, I, I'm i certainly going to have it with me during the draft. Uh, super, super proud of everyone from Jared to who designed it. He did a great job, as always. Uh, I remember when TCB first started and mm-hmm. like Jared was a wizard then with the graphics yeah. and he just six years later he's developed we, into something 
great. So I'm just trying to imagine how good he's going to be and he gets even more experience under his belt. He's just phenomenal. It's We have some freaking fantastic graphic designers with oh, yeah. Buffalo. There's Jared and there's Jordan as well uh, who are like I, I don't know if people realize this but like that stuff isn't outsourced. Every graphic you see on the TCB social media, on Instagram, whatever, that's all designed by like a multi-talented person that's already within the charge the, the charge buffalo. Yeah. Utility players. That's a great way to describe it. Uh multiple roles. Also, we want to give a shout out to Cole, uh, one of our newer graphic designers as well. Curtis, Austin, Walt, Paul, Austin. Uh, Austin Garrett, so there's two Austins in this, but uh, everyone just did a great job from top to bottom. Uh, definitely check it out. It's free. Like you see, most draft guys are charging like 19.99 for this. Like you're getting some quality at a great price point, and you will be the smartest person at your draft party. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Go now, check it out if you haven't, and if you have, check it out again. Enough to our own horn here because I just want to say, did I make a mistake at the start of the show? Did I say I didn't say Charge Buffalo podcast again? Did I? I might have. Honestly, I'm not sure. I, I have to catch my. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, who cares? It's fine though. People, <laughs> yeah. people, people remember all the iterations of. We podcasts. trust our OGs, beautiful, though. our beautiful listeners. They know what's up. They know the deal. Absolutely. Are yes. you? Uh, Looking forward to the draft. I don't know. You're not the biggest prospect guy, but is there right. anyone that you're really zeroing in on? I'm not the biggest um, draft guy. Like recently, uh, you know, once once the Sabers' fortunes turn around, I will start paying more attention. Though it's just as a fan right now, I'm so right. It's hard to focus to keep focusing on like the future, you know, it's I'm focused on the right now. That's just my mindset. I have, I have a hard time focusing I got way you. out like that, but uh, no, I'm excited because I'm, I'm actually going to be home to watch this one. Like I don't, mm. I won't be at work. Uh, God, I honestly, the last draft, I think I was able to watch at home. I think was Nylander 2016. Oh, wow. I was at the draft. For yeah. That one. Because 20, 2017, we were graduating. That was a graduation. Yeah. Um, 18, I was working. <laughs> 19, I was working. 20, 21, I was working. Um, so, yeah. So what you're trying to say is the Sabres are going to draft the next Alex Nylander because you're <laughs> I able know. to watch. Oh, I mean, hey, the year before that, I watched and it was Eichel. So. Okay. <laughs> and then 14 was, was that the Reinhardt year? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Reinhardt. Yeah, so, no, I'm very excited, but you asked me if there's any names that um, stick out to me. It's it's just like, you know, I don't keep track of the draft year round like 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 you guys do. Um, so it was surprising to me to see that like Brad Lambert isn't at the top as. Oh yeah. Last time, last time we talked about the draft in depth when Curtis was on last year, it was Brad Lambert was supposed to go second or third. Is it Lambert? Now, is it Lambert? Yeah. Yeah. He's okay, a, I, I thought cause he's Finnish. It had to have some yeah, kind he's of fancy. Canadian. He's, I think his dad is oh. from Canada and then moved to Finland, that kind of deal. Okay. Um, well, there we go. So. He's actually Lane Lambert's nephew, the new oh. head coach of the Islanders. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Lambert's also going to play pretty good chance. He's going to play in the WHL next year. Uh, lots of people have been discussing him on Sabres Twitter lately. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't pick him at nine, although he's a super fun player to watch. Uh I think him coming to go play for the Seattle Thunderbirds in the WHL next year will do great for his development. Like he'll get lots of ice time. And I think had he been playing in WHL this year, I think it's a completely different story, but it's kind of like a work ethic thing. I'm, I wouldn't say like Alex Nylander, Alex Nylander type mm-hmm. kind of like lackluster play, but just the production wasn't there in Liga and 
that's usually what comes when high-end prospects are playing in the top leagues. Only like the best of the best are producing, you know? Right, right. That's that's no uh, shocker there. But, yeah, but um, at like pick 28, which it seems like he's probably going to be picked around that area now, I would pick him without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. Matthew Savoy is a guy I really like too. I probably watched more Winnipeg Ice games than any team that I watched as far as when I was scouting for the draft guide. Uh, Matthew Savoy's, geez, if they got him at nine, I would be doing cartwheels. He's a really fun player to watch. And, you know, he's probably a top five talented player in this draft, but he's like five ten, So he's not going to. He's not going to go high because of his height, and we see it every year. Those guys fall down the board, and teams are kicking themselves, but they never learn their lesson. So those are probably some guys that you're familiar with. Yes, yeah, that's another name that I was surprised to see. Like, wow, he could be available there at uh, at nine. So I don't know. I mean, with three picks, though, there's uh, a lot of directions um, the Sabres can go in and uh, – I'm sure it's we'll... like they're going to have all three of the picks too. I don't think Kevin Adams is pulling a Tim Murray. Yeah. Swinging for the fences, dealing two or three of these picks. So an already stacked prospect pool is going to get even better. And I'm excited for that. I hope they really swing for the fences here. I could see them probably going with a Russian. Uh, Danila Yurov has been connected to the Sabres at pick 16. Uh, according to Corey Pronman of the athletic again, top five pick. He, if his, if he was from Canada and had his name was like Steve Smith, something yeah. like that. Like if he played for the Calgary Hitmen and his name was Steve Smith and he had a Canadian passport, the guy's going top five, but he's from Russia and what, what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty and especially with the, have you seen the Ivan Fedotov situation? Yeah. Like, I don't know anymore. That's a little I scary, but yeah, go ahead. It's not like the league hasn't released a statement of any kind on it. Yeah. He's also under contract with Philly. It's not yeah. like, it's not like he's was just trying to flee and sign with them. He was already under contract. So I wonder if I assume there's no, wiggle room here for him to get out of that but geez uh best wishes to him that's uh definitely a scary situation yeah there's the the thing going on with um Brittany Griner the WNBA player too where she's still detained I mean that's different because it's an American but uh I don't know uh but you're right um could affect the Russian prospects I'm I'm sure um especially since, of course, a few months ago, the CHL put that ban on drafting uh, yeah, the Russian players. So. The import draft. I got, Ivan Marushnyshenko, you, you might be a little familiar with him. Um, he was preseason top five pick, but then he, uh, he got Hodgkin's lymphoma. Hmm. So he really slid down the board. It was basically an explanation why his play was so... Mm-hmm. lackluster towards the beginning of the season and now it's the whole russian ukraine thing yeah is more even more uncertainty i guess he's starting to get better and he should be able to start getting back on the ice soon i know he's supposed to miss a little bit more time going into next season but he'll probably still go late first early second round but after this whole fatov situation i wonder if uh no Russians go in the first round. Yeah. Because of even more uncertainty now. Like I'm sure the, doesn't even have to be the Sabres, but most teams probably don't want their guy to be detained and be put yeah. in the Russian military when they try and come over to North America. Yeah. And Fedotov was playing for the team where Prokhor Poltapov is playing now. Uh, CSKA and he's signed until like 2025. So hopefully um, there is some change as time goes on here, but Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, not good. (laughs) Definitely not good. No. Um, 
I mean, are you are you hoping that they maybe swing maybe swing a trade, maybe pick, trade pick twenty eight for I, some immediate help? I, I am yes, um, but that was kind of just wishful thinking that they'd be in on one of the big fish in the trade market. But it doesn't sound like they are. I'm talking to, uh, like to bring it if they wanted to go after him. I'm sure. Um, one Sounds of those... like the Blackhawks had already denied a trade equivalent to like a re- a decently high first round pick, another first mm-hmm. round pick, and a decent prospect that's probably going to play in the NHL, according to Friedman. Yeah. So uh, it's so... going to take a lot to pry him out of Chicago. Yeah. So at that point, just use the picks, like you said. Stack the already uh, full cupboard, if you will, of um, impressive young prospects what uh, i but... like to think for pick 28 the sabers they should be in contention for a playoff spot in two years they should be pick 28 this guy is going to be dealt at the trade deadline in a couple years when they're trying to make a push mm-hmm. so get yourself a guy who yeah. is good enough like he's probably not going to crack the roster for at least another three four years anyways pick mm-hmm. a nice trade ship even like it's good asset management yeah like he could play for the team down the line and he's also a trade asset so pick a guy that is going to be valuable to the team going forward if that makes any sense no it absolutely does yeah so yeah just simple thinking ahead mm-hmm. it's all being yeah i don't see them being very active let's kind of segue away from the draft here because there's yeah. Uh, we talked a lot about it on the last episode, and Austin's going to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can talk a little more about it later, but uh, I don't think they're going to be really active as far as trades and free agency go. I don't know what you think, but listening to Kevin Adams talk, it doesn't sound like they're going to be big players in free agency. It doesn't sound like they're going to be big players on the trade market. Kind of what we've been talking about for the last several months now, I think they're probably going to roll with a very similar forward group. Although Darren Dreger said that Kevin Adams has let it be known around the league that they're interested in top six forwards, bottom six forwards, defensemen and goaltenders, literally mm-hmm. everything. So that's pretty much, we're interested in making a trade. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I get the sense that nothing's going to be really going on here. And I know that a lot of people are going to be disappointed to hear that. Yeah, I obviously it's it, they're not going to go without making a single signing, right? Uh, with Craig Anderson has been re-signed, so uh, that throws a wrinkle into um, the goaltending discussion. If they go after a guy like Billy Huso or another veteran like uh, like Braden Holpe, um, I think Mackenzie Blackwood is our name. That's I, I've seen pop up uh, lately. That would be interesting but uh no i think they're in a spot right now where probably you don't want to trade many uh future assets if you will uh to bring in a guy like that so i don't know i don't think trading they'll be very active but um i do i do still think they'll they'll do something uh in free agency to spice things up a bit According to the fourth period, they've been connected to Vili Huso and Mason Marchment. Um, Mason Marchment. That's right. That that's another name that I saw pop up. And yes, yes, I would love Mason Marchment. Uh yeah, he's the only issue is where you putting Paterka and Rochester? Like you someone something's gotta give here. Yeah. Um I'm not sure. I would love for them to add at forward. I think it'd be great. I would love to see if they can add a fourth, li- a good fourth line center, in like a top nine winger, like a Jesse Pooley-Arvey or a Mason Marchment, someone like that. But there's a lot of guys here, and mm-hmm. it sounds like that Victor Olafson is closing in on a contract extension. I wonder if if there's if this extension doesn't get done, do they want to go to arbitration with them, where he would be one year away? Mm-hmm from unrestricted free agency. So I wonder if this contract doesn't get done by the draft, maybe they decide to move on because he'd be the easy, easy trade ship to, to go the other way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The easy, uh, 
spot to replace. He's, I think he's the only guy that's not under contract right now, like middle stats, the other expendable forward, I guess you could say, but he's still signed for another two years and is coming off a season where he had a lot of injuries and they probably want to give him another look. I, I think though, like it, it, there there's, there's room. You can find room for Mason Marshman. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we, we, we were talking about the, we talked about the fourth line a lot about uh, Arthur Ritzelein and, and Anders Bjork in uh, recent shows. And it's like, he can take one of, one of those spots. I'm sure he can take the, uh, I don't think either Anders of those guys Bjork. have a spot right now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You you're taking Vinny Hinestroza and Cody Eakin out of the lineup and you're putting uh Paterka and Quinn and, and everyone else is still here. I wonder yeah. if they bring Cody Eakin back. I think everyone would hate it, including myself. Everyone would hate it. Yeah, I can but see I him wonder walking. if they bring him back. It's something that nobody's really talking about, and it mm-hmm. really wouldn't surprise me. I I really hate that. Like I love that they ended the season strong and yeah. uh the vibes were going nice and strong, but like Craig Anderson coming back, he had a nice year. He was very respectable in that and was a good leader and role model. But geez, to, like it seems like they're just trying to just keep it going, and like they're not trying to improve. Right. Like I, I'm all for letting the kids go out there and play, but geez, you gotta at some point try and improve. And yeah, I got it. Like you look a year ago. And you see where they were, and they're a lot further along at this point than I thought they would be. Yeah, like a year ago, if we were saying, okay, a year from now, where are they going to be at? I think this is a point where we would be saying two years mm-hmm. from last year, we would mm-hmm. be like they're. They seem like they're a year ahead of schedule than what we thought they would be at. Yeah, I'm with you there, and yeah, I I, I don't want uh, that's playing a dangerous game if you let finishing last season strong uh you know Syria into well let's not do too much uh going into um you know going into this next season you don't want to do too much but you don't want to do too little and I'm afraid yeah. that they're gonna be on the side of doing too little yeah and just because they signed Craig Anderson doesn't mean they're they're not gonna mm-hmm. sign another goalie I think by all accounts Ali Friedman has said some multiple other people have said they're still in the market for a goalie. And I think it's going to be tough to find or lure a bona fide starting goalie in here, especially in free agency. Uh, Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo news reported today that Jack Campbell is probably not going to be an option for them because of term. Uh, Kevin Adams has said that they don't want to block out their young guys and kind of interesting because Uko Pekalukin is one of their young guys that they keep saying over and over that they like, but they're literally blocking him out by signing Craig yeah. Anderson. Although I'm not the biggest Lukanen fan. No, I know. I feel nice like to see if we could see what this guy has and has he earned it by no means? Not at all. Like, yeah, I gets injured all the time. He puts up mediocre numbers in Rochester every year and hasn't had a successful season uh, since 2018 like since Sudbury and it's like saying Casey Middlestat still has a chance to be elite because he put up numbers at the world juniors in 2018 like it's it's ridiculous but anyways I I think they're blowing smoke on Uka Pekalukin and I don't think he if he's anything better than a long-term backup for this team it's found money yeah they're very clearly taking the uh the diplomatic route here of saying uh, he's not the guy. He's not him, if you will. Um, but you're, yeah, yeah. Of course, we haven't seen him for an extended period of time in yeah, Buffalo. He he looked pretty good last he year. Did. When he did. Got hurt. That's and right. And he never found a way back up. At the end of the season, they were bringing up Aaron Dell and Dustin playing Dustin Tokarski over giving him a look. Yeah, and but you know, and at the same time, yeah, it's like. You kind of know what you have with Lukanen right now, even if you want to take that small sample size from the NHL. 
Obviously, yes, he's injury prone. He's injury prone, and then you have two studs still in the system, and you barely know what they're capable of uh, at the pro level. You don't need three freaking goalies in your system, so I think they're kind of they're trying to tell us something. You're trying to tell him something. It's veiled at the moment, but um, no, I yeah, I I don't think UPL is uh long for he's not that guy this organization he's not that guy pal if we're gonna we're gonna throw it back here he uh, he had the chance to win the job the starting job last year everyone yeah i'm sure even kevin kevin adams thought this is the plan it's gonna be upl and craig anderson it's gonna be a let's see what this guy can do and dustin Tokarski miraculously stole a job from him yeah for the love of God, Luke, I think you could have stolen the job from him. That's how bad he <laughs> did in training camp. Like, come on. I'm honored. I'm and honored. It seems like unless they literally get shut out of every single UFA goaltender that's out there, that it's going to be a similar story. And yeah. yeah, he's 23, which I wouldn't call it young. I wouldn't call him old either, but like this is it's time like it's time for him to goalies now i think i don't have the data to back it up but this is like the time when goalies are supposed to be starting when you're touted as an elite prospect Mm -hmm. elite goalie prospect you should be playing or at least backing up at the age of 23 yeah yeah i know yeah spencer knight is already backing up uh i'm not sure how old is she sterkin and all those guys. Shesterkin's uh, older. He's like 25, he's, but, yeah, but if you he was compare stuck in the them, Shesterkin was putting up 930 save percentages in the KHL, and Uko Pekalukinen yeah. can't even put up league average numbers in the American League. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah like you see, yeah. the Russian goalies, they come over a little later, but at least they're they're putting up numbers, and they, yeah. come, they come here, and they're good. I don't know. I... I don't, there are UPL believers out there, but I think you all are lying to yourselves. And if Uko Pekalukinen turns out to be good, awesome. Fantastic. But if anyone is still treating Uko Pekalukinen like he's going to be anything special, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's, this is what, uh, one of the storylines that makes this offseason probably the most intriguing in a few years now. Yeah, I mean the 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 goaltender pursuits because really, I mean we don't know what we don't know the real story or what's going to happen until they sign somebody or until uh, free agency opens up. They haven't made a push to get a legitimate starting goalie Mm. since 2015. Yeah, Tim Murray trade for Robin Leonard, and most people say that was even a flop. Uh, Carter Hutton was the equivalent of what they're going to do this off season, I guess Mm. you could say. They haven't really made an effort to address goaltending since 2015. Right. Carter Hutton, the Carter Hutton signing was basically, okay, this guy's going to go support Linus Allmark. You know? That sounds similar to the ideal situation of Craig Anderson is going to support Ukopeka Lukin. Yeah, I wouldn't call that ideal. I think that's... yeah. That was in a perfect world. That was last year. I think if you go into this season, this coming season with Uko Pekalukinen and Craig Anderson as your goaltenders, it tells me one thing, and that is we don't care about winning this year. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the case. I don't think they're going into this season with the idea, okay, we got to make the playoffs or else our mm-hmm. jobs are on the line. I don't think that's the case at all. But be competitive. I don't want to be talking about Connor Bedard by Thanksgiving. No, I don't. Although I wouldn't mind Connor Bedard on this team, but for the love of God, I want to, I want to see the meaningful games in March. I want, I want them to miss the playoffs by 10 points, not 30. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's that so too much sad. To ask? That's can so we, sad on the surface. Can we get a good goalie in here? I, and I'm not asking you to trade a first round pick for, Linus Allmark or Semyon Varlamov, just get someone respectable in here. Yeah. Someone, James Reimer, anyone, trade a third <laughs> or fourth round pick. You got 11 draft picks. They have 30 draft picks in a three year span. They picked 11 last year. I think they've got 11 this year and they've got nine next year. 
do something with it. You don't need to draft 30 prospects, but get a guy. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, now I, I made a couple tweets earlier today, looking at the potential trade targets and mm-hmm. the unrestricted free agents that could be available. And I don't think Billy Huso is going to be an option. I think a team like Edmonton is going to give him a lot of term. I don't think Adams and company are going to do anything longer than one or two years. I don't think anything longer than that. So I don't think Campbell is an option anymore. I don't think Huso is an option. Uh, I don't think Marc-Andre Fleury is going to spend the last year of his career as a Buffalo no. Sabre. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not happening. Braden Holtby, he's won a cup. They can tout that out. Mm-hmm. And he can be a starter. I'm sure he would. He's going to be left at the table. I think you're going to see guys like Huso, Campbell, Fleury. They're all going to sign contracts. And yeah. Holtby is going to be the last one standing. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a late. If they don't want to trade for a goalie. Uh, yeah. I have I had Casey DeSmith on here, but he just signed an extension in Pittsburgh. Eric Comrie. And then we're starting to get to the doomsday scenarios. Martin Jones, uh, Kevin Lankin, and Thomas Grice. No thanks to any of those. As far as UFAs go, Holtby and Comrie are probably the only ones that I'd be interested in. Yeah. Well, the joke I say is that you can pick up Comrie on waivers next true. season. True. Very true. <laughs> and you but... know what? If they do... P- pick up a guy like Comrie, you have competition. Like Anderson's going to be your backup at least. And then you can mm-hmm. have Comrie and Lukanen battle it out for number one. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's no possible. doubt an upgrade over Tukarski or uh, whoever else will be fighting yeah. for that job. Mm-hmm. Now the UFA options, as we just highlighted, not very strong, not a, as far as the realistic options go, not a very strong group. Although I'm a big Jack Campbell fan, I wouldn't mind signing him. But as you said, know, I'm I don't not think, crazy. I don't, I don't think that's happening. I'm not crazy about Jack Campbell. I, I I think we've we've talked about this, right? Have we? Have you and I? I don't think so. Uh, I I don't know. I just maybe it's a stigma. That you I big have. on Frederick Anderson too. Maybe you just got a thing against Toronto Maple Leaf goalies. Maybe maybe. Uh, hey, uh, that's that's true. But my my beef with. Freddie Anderson, uh, well, no, I, 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 yeah, I thought he couldn't stop a beach ball, but um, <laughs> Jack Campbell, I don't know. I think it's a stigma against the success story. You know, I think it's awesome that he spent so long toiling. Uh, Ninth or tenth overall pick gets traded yeah. for a bag of pucks. Right. Goes off to Toronto, earns a starting job. Right. And I don't know, maybe it's just something, and I normally love the underdog. Um, and that might not even be the biggest issue. Um, well, maybe it is. Yeah. You know, it's a C, you know, spending so long as, as a backup, um, I get that stigma of there no more than that. So I don't know. I don't know if I want to commit um, too much to a guy like that. Yeah, obviously, I think he's going to get like a five-year deal, and that's just not happening in Buffalo. Like, they don't want to, they don't want to block out Devin Levi, and they're playing a dangerous game here. If, like, I'm not saying get, give someone a seven-year deal, but like what Florida did when they drafted Spencer Knight that signed Sergey Bobrovsky, like they went mm-hmm. out, they, they got a stud goalie prospect, and they said, okay. I don't care about that. I'm going to address goaltending for now too. And in hindsight, and it was just a terrible contract. It was a terrible contract then, and it's a terrible contract now, and they have to figure that out. But figure it out. Go get yourself a good goalie now because Uko Pekalukinen had one good year, probably equivalent to what Devin Levi just did at Northeastern this year. I'm not saying Devin Levi is going to fizzle out or anything, but you never know with goalies. He could turn pro in a couple years and be terrible. It's you never know. So don't count on, don't put him in pen for the starting, the starting goalie job for three years from now. You just don't know. You got to be competitive. Yeah. So the trade targets, I went through all 32 teams 
and I identified some names that could be cheap and they're under contract, except for one that make could make sense. I thought youngish, but not like the the Capitals goalies. I think they're probably going to move on from one of them, Vanacek or Samsonov. But yeah, they're probably in the blocking out Levi, Lukinen, Portillo territory. Yeah. First one, Antti Ranta. The Hur- I could definitely see the Hurricanes moving on. $2 million cap it for one year. And Kachikov, they might want to make some room for him to play behind Anderson. Would yeah. probably be pretty cheap. Maybe they could make a deal, Ranta and Ethan Bear, to play on the right side. I could see that happening. Yeah, uh, Ranta is another guy yeah. I thought of, but um, the, in- the, the, the injuries there, too. Um, right. So that's, but he, yeah, he's, that, a, that's... he's a good, he's a good fringe guy and that's yes. what they need. Mm-hmm. And if you want a mentor for Ruko Pekalukinen, an old Finn, look no yeah. further. <laughs> uh, next one, Mackenzie Blackwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look past the anti-vax stuff, oh, uh, yeah. right. they want that in the locker room. I don't know, but one year deal, 2.8 million. If you don't like him, if he's not good enough, move on. There you go. Would probably I'd, come uh, decently cheap. I had forgotten about all the controversy with him. Yeah, I think he got it. Almost positive. I mm. think Bertuzzi's the only one who hasn't. Mm. Um. Anyways, uh, next, I don't think he's going to be available, but Semyon Varlamov, I guess the Islanders want to keep him unless they get an offer that they can't refuse. And that's probably the 28th overall pick, which is a firm no for me. But if they do decide that they need to trade him, I think he'd be a great option. Alexander Georgiev from the New York Rangers uh, probably doesn't get a qualifying offer, I would assume. Uh, would Will probably be an unrestricted free agent. That would be an intriguing one because maybe all he needs is just uh, just a change, change of scenery. Yeah, and a chance, really. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really had a shot of being a number one. Right, and I, I think see him being an option. The, the environment with the Rangers was clearly toxic for him uh, with the whole D'Angelo thing. So you don't know what, what that can do to a player's psyche. I think you got to look at that too for uh, explaining his struggles at least. Right. Next one, Ottawa, Matt Murray. They have yeah. three guys, uh, Gustafson, Forsberg, and Murray. It sounds like Ottawa wants to be pretty big players and free agency in the trade market. Uh, they probably want to get his $6.25 million contract off the books to make room. And they did just buy out Colin White, too. So maybe they won't need or maybe they won't be in as big of a rush to dump off Murray. But this is a negative value asset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember hearing that Murray was one of the better goaltenders down the stretch last year. Uh, I think he he had some injuries last year. He got sent down to the minors. This is a guy, he's got two years. He's got, he has a track record of success. Two years isn't going to make or break. I he feel like um, maybe they sorry, got a second yeah, round maybe. pick for taking him on. Something like that. I wouldn't mind it. If they get, as long as they got an asset back for him, I think that's a, that's a big move. And he's still relatively young, too. I want to say he's like 27, 28. He's uh, 28. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say I feel like he played better uh, once he came back up. I know he was sent down. Yeah, midway through yeah. the season. But I, I remember think, I don't um, remember where I heard it, but I remember someone saying he was like a top five goalie in the league once mm. he came back up at the end of the year. So if they can get like a second round pick for taking him on, or even if they get him for free, something like that, um, I wouldn't mind that at all. Honestly, it's a two year deal. It's a lot of money, but it's a two-year deal. It's you're not again. It sounds like they're not. They don't want to block out the guys. Look no further. A two-year deal. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, so I went to Hockey Reference and brought up his game logs. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was sent down sometime around Thanksgiving because uh, right. at that point he was 0 and six, and uh, from the time he came back up. On New Year's Day was his first game back. Um, and then all the way till season's end at March 5th. His save percentage, 912. Uh, and he was 5-7 and 2. Okay. So yeah, yeah, he 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 played much better um after he 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 came back. 
All right. And the last two names on my list, James Reimer and Aiden Hill. Mm, Aiden oh, Hill's the Sharks. One. The Sharks are going to have to move on from one of them. I'd probably prefer James Reimer. Uh, veteran guy. Good for the vibes if for the people that subscribe to that. <laughs> uh, one-year deal, 2.25 for Reimer and one-year, 2.175 for Hill. I think Reimer probably costs you like a third-round pick. Whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You've got three firsts and a second this year, and you have a f- one first and three seconds next year. You got the picks. Go get a goalie. Do you have a favorite as far as realistic trade targets go? Um, see, I think Murray would be a nice one, but um, I don't think I think they, that do they that. probably don't even want the two years. They- yeah, I really don't know what they want to do here. If if I were to choose a favorite, I would say Anthony Ranta because he's always a target um, for teams anyway in the offseason. And I think of all the goalies who fit that mold of you're not pushing anybody, any of your young guys to the side. Uh, he's he's it because um, obviously he's, he's a veteran and he only he only has one year left on his deal and it's cheap. Um, I mean, not that money doesn't matter to us anyway at this point, but um, no, he, he, he's, he fits that mold perfectly. Yeah. I, I kind of like it. He probably would come pretty cheap. I, I hate this cheap saying cheap all the time. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you don't want to give up a second round this. pick for him. I mean, yeah, I think, right. you know, like, for a, a fourth or a fifth, I mean, you yeah, mentioned like I, I think, I mean, the Hurricanes are a team that's going to be trying to save as much cap as they can. I mean, yeah, getting, right. getting off your books and just rolling with Anderson, who we already have, and a cheap backup and running it back with that team. Um, you know, I think that's that's in their best interest, too. They're letting Bear and D'Angelo talk to other teams. They're both RFAs, mm-hmm. so it doesn't sound like they want either of them back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they probably like their good goalie depth, so maybe they do want to hold on to... Ronta yeah, and Anderson is injury prone. So, um, yeah. Who knows? I, I imagine that Kachikov is still uh, eligible to go to the AHL without waivers. He's still relatively new to North America, so one can assume. Yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I do know, they're definitely going to get a goalie. Like, I would be yeah. absolutely shocked if on the post free agency podcasts in a couple weeks that we're sitting here saying, how are they going into next season with Luko Pekka and Craig Anderson as their goalies? There's mm-hmm. no way. There's no way. I want to make a bet. I don't want to say I'll drink glue, but oh, oh man. God, I can't believe you freaking did that. No, <laughs> goalie is like, you know, we can debate all we want. Will they sign a winger? Will they sign a, defenseman, uh, fourth-line center, or whatever. Like, goalie is a position that I'm 100% certain they will sign somebody. They have to. There's so many guys that are available. So mm-hmm. many. They've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, last year, whatever. Like, the whole Eichel thing was going on. They signed yeah. Aaron Dell and Craig Anderson to league minimum deals. Whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. We all thought they were going to tank for Shane Wright anyways. Like, whatever. Right. But now this year, you finished strong last season. Give give the team a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Give them a chance. Yeah, give yeah, the guys a shot. You don't have to trade a first-round pick for a guy. Just get, get a warm body. Not even a warm body. Get someone who's this, average. Right, right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sick of the whole warm body crap. Like, no, this, I think this locker room is... Like, you know, they're, they're clamoring for that. They're clamoring for a goalie who will, will play for them and for a goalie who they want to play for, right? A goalie that will, yeah. that'll steal you some points here and there. Um, so, Absolutely. yeah, no, of course, you want to give them a chance to go out there and uh, compete. I have a bunch of noises coming through. I just plugged in my phone. Uh, but, yeah, no, give them a shot. Um, I mean, a goalie can truly come in and make or break your team. And yeah. who knows with how they finished last year, if, if they got some elite level goaltending, um, I'm not seeing it. Obviously they're not going to get an elite goalie out of the gate, 
But I mean, you get somebody who can come in and give you a little stretch of that high level goaltending, then yeah, it can make a huge difference. You know, when Anderson got hurt last year, that's when it collapsed. Yeah, exactly. He was he was giving him a chance. Like you, mm-hmm. let's not act like Craig Anderson is some bozo right. out there. You know, like he was he was okay, but you need more. Yeah, you can't have a situation where Michael Hauser has to play games for you next year. Mm-hmm. You can't have. Uh, Tarkarski or Subban play 30 games for you. Like, yeah, you, you just can't. You can't go through five goalies again. Yeah, like Uko Pekalukinen will play games for the Sabres next year. It's without a doubt. Craig Anderson is going to be 42 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, he's not, he, is he going to get hurt? Is his body going to hold up? We don't know, but you have to have good depth. And I see why they brought Anderson back. He's good for the room and he was good for it. He was, okay for them last year i wouldn't call him bad and i think a lot of people over overstate how bad he was i thought he was fine um but lukanen he starts in rochester he will come up i think by season's end he'll probably be the backup Mm -hmm. but you need to have a stabilizing force up there somebody who can play the majority of these games somebody please i'm begging you yeah yeah, no, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. It was six goalies that played here last year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I can name them all. All right. Yeah. Uh, Lukanen, Anderson, yes. Dell, Tokarski, Hauser. Did I say Subban? Yeah, that's yep. the final one. That's, yeah, that's the final six. one. You can't you have go. six guys up here next year. And I don't no. think anyone could anticipate the injuries and everything else going on. But I mean, call this a goaltender episode. Yeah, really. How long we've been talking about the goalies? Like, just get a guy, get someone good. It doesn't have to break the bank. I would like to see something unexpected in free agency. Oh yeah, use that cap space. Something, something shocking. Like, remember when Taylor Hall signed here? Yeah, like something, (laughs) something like completely out of left field. Something even exactly like that, I would be all for. Like an offer sheet would do the trick, and like a, a second round offer sheet. Yeah, you know what? Sign Nick Hague to an offer sheet. Yeah, I'm all for Screw that. Screw the trades. Go right for the jugular. You think they're gonna make a trade outside of a goalie? Yeah, I think you know there'll be that 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 token trade that they make. Um, Another cap dump. Yeah, maybe a cap dump. Um, but not even just that. I feel like you know they'll they'll be bound to do at least some kind of uh, player for player swap. You know, like something will happen. Like we're not going to go in to this next season with just the roster we have now plus a few free agents. You know, like I feel right. like some something will happen. Just. Something unexpected. I feel like everyone's saying the same stuff. Like they're gonna get a random goalie. They're gonna bring back the same forward group. They're gonna sign PK Subban. Like mm-hmm. it's easy. Like surprise us. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, um, yeah. That's right. We talked about PK on the um what episode with with Curtis, but I'm glad that Anthony. that is. Yeah, sorry, uh, with Anthony. Sorry, uh, that's right. And that's, I'm glad that that's taken off, though. That um, I feel like it's been talked about so much at this point that it's not even going to happen. Yeah, you know, like yeah, because it is kind of just a theory of hey, this would be a pretty good fit. Yeah, I mean, it is a good fit. They they want to have a like nice veteran presence for. Owen Power. I don't want mm-hmm. to see Henry Okihari with Owen Power anymore. Uh, I just he played okay, but I would rather see Yokihari in a lesser role, if you will, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yes. Um, here's a potential partner for Henry Yokihari. Oh, Lawrence Pilot. His contract was just <laughs> terminated right. in Russia. Does he come back, or do they ship his rights off to someone for a conditional seventh round pick? Yeah, I know. See, that's it's such, like, you know, he might just make the decision. He might not even want to come back to the NHL. Yeah, he knows he that. Goes, uh, maybe he goes to play in Sweden or something yeah. for a year, and then comes back. Yeah, once because I think this is the last year the Sabers have his rights. 
Yeah, and I'm sure he's very aware of who has his rights. So tell you one thing, he's not signing in Seattle. Jason Botterill not wanting to get him on one deal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have a a potential trade option for you. All right. Played for the Avalanche. Stanley Cup champion. Mm -hmm. Eric Johnson. Okay, I knew you were going to go there. Um, Not many players can relate to Owen Power like Eric Johnson can. The last first overall pick before Owen Power to go back to school. The Blues picked him first overall out of, I want to say, University of Minnesota. Goes back to school and then plays. Right-handed defenseman making $6 million. The Avalanche are going to want to clear some cap space. I wonder if they got him. I don't know if at this point, I don't think he's a negative asset. I think the Sabres probably have to toss in like a mid to late round pick here. But I wonder, what about Eric Johnson? That is a good one because maybe they want to go after uh, Nazem Kadri and bring him back to the fold. Yeah, he's going to want around that number. I would imagine they want to keep. Darcy Kemper. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely want to keep Val Nikushkin. They brought in, they just signed Andrew Cogliano today. So that's one off the off their checklist. But I think I saw somewhere that they really want to keep Kadri. And you're not going to be able to keep them all, but right. And I think I mean Johnson I was not aware that to make it easier. Yeah, I didn't know Johnson was making that much freaking money. That's incredible. Um but yeah, no, that that's that that would be a great target. Um and I think that that blue line really needs a veteran like him too. And I'm not I'm not talking like a um well how old is um I should check my work here before. He's got to uh, be like 34 at this point, right? 34. Yeah, he, yes, he is uh 34, but um Okay, yeah. See like like I, I was going to say, not like a, a Mark Pezik type veteran, because he's only 30. You know, I want a guy who's who's been around the block, if you will, and uh, been on some some winning teams. He was good for Bowen Byram, too. That's right. Very good for Bowen Byram. I was impressed how they played together in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Uh, I actually, um, when you, you were talking about the, he'd be a good mentor for, for, Owen Power. I thought you were going to go with the um, the draft similarities there of you know dealing with maybe mentoring them in terms of any uh, kind of pressures because coincidentally, I was going through that 06 draft a few days ago and like wow, like Eric Johnson has been a good player and serviceable, but like holy crap, the names drafted immediately after him, right? Big whiff by the Blues. Let's bring that up. Uh, I have it here. I mean, two picks later, like you think of those years where it was the Blues and Blackhawks in the playoffs. Oh, is that Jonathan Taves? Jonathan Taves goes two picks later. Oh, and it's like, you never heard Pierre Maguire say that during between the benches <laughs> when they faced each other all those years. Like yeah. the, the picks immediately after, the four picks after in order, Jordan Stahl, Jonathan Taves, Nicholas Backstrom, Phil Kessel. Oh man, it's like ooh, ooh. my Who are brain... the four picks after on power. Uh, let's see. Matthew Beniers, Draftiers, uh, Mason McTavish, Kent Johnson. Twenty twenty one. I'm sorry. I hope that we're not yeah. reliving history here. Yeah, but I see. I thought that's the the direction you were going in of maybe just as a mentor type guy. Oh but, yeah, he could be a mentor, um, but he can also play still. That's the thing. Exactly, like, exactly. He can help. Like Eric Johnson for a first overall pick, he's a bust. Like, mm. like for those kind of expectations, but he still had a pretty good career. Right. Uh, he's overpaid at this stage of the game, but he can help own. Like he can be the. Eric Stahl for Dylan Cousins that sits next to him in the locker room mm-hmm. and he can help him deal with those expectations. That's because right. Because at this point, Darlene can kind of guide him through that, but Darlene's still a young guy as it is. He's 21, 22. Yeah, like, Darlene still has his own stuff he has to worry about. You know, I don't want him. Like you don't can, throw him into that. 
you role. can add in another guy who went through what they did. Yeah. And guide them through this. So, and Subban also, like Subban was a second round pick. He's been, he's won a Norris trophy. Mm-hmm. He's another guy who can mentor. He's played them. in Montreal. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I think a veteran defenseman to come in here, like someone who has had success, mm-hmm. someone who can sit in that room, a good vibes guy. That's right. Someone like that. And also worth noting, Johnson has a no-move clause, so he basically controls his own destiny. But a name that I thought could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. other names that you're really hoping for? I know you're a big Phil Forsberg guy. We talk about it every, every, every yeah. podcast. Uh, doesn't sound I like... I think that, that ship has uh, sailed. Um, well, uh, now that his name is out there again. Um, like I didn't even know Mason Marchment would be a possibility. Uh, I might've said on the show before how much I love him. Um, but what I think that be, I know, I know that would be a huge coup for me if, uh, they can reel him into the fold. Um, so I he's kind of taking over. Pugliarby. Yes. Yeah. That's it. some, some, Interesting news coming out of Edmonton. Do you see the quote that apparently the locker room sees him as a play killer? A play killer? Yeah, did you see huh. that? Um, Take him. I forget. <laughs> I don't know who um, reported it. Let me see if I can pull it up here. But yeah, that's the news. Um, about maybe a couple days ago, um, this came out. But yeah, the word in the locker room is that he's a play killer. And whenever the puck comes on a stick... Um, play dies that's funny because i'm pretty sure the analytics say that he's a very strong play driver so mark specter said it okay Mm -hmm. well thank you you can have casey middlestat yeah i think that's a pretty fair one for one swap i don't know i'll take it allows peyton krebs to play center if they want it yeah and um ability i suppose before I forget, I just want to say I, I really think Val Nishushkin was uh, robbed of the Conn Smythe. I agree. I, I think he should have won it, but it's like uh, I want, I'm want. i trying to look back. What year was it? Might have been the Penguins' second cup. Mm-hmm. Some, I, like Gensel really deserved it, but Crosby won Crosby it or won Malkin. It. It, it was like Cal McCarr is a star. He's going to get the cons mic. Like yeah. it's obvious. Like Val Nichushkin might not even play for the Avalanche next year. Is they're going to give him yeah. the cons mic? I don't think it's. He was robbed. I'm completely with you there. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Like I. I. I, I was shocked because it's just like, you know, McCarr is the, the obvious pick. I feel like. Oh yeah. Um, to most people, but I don't know. Every every big play that happened. Like and plus, like every game, Nishushkin was doing something. I don't feel dumb for wanting Val Nikushkin with the eighth overall pick in 2013 anymore. Yeah, I felt dumb go. for a while, but here <laughs> we go. It's all about looking in the future and who's going to be the best guts. player. Always trust your gut. Yeah, I'm trusting my gut. <laughs> I'm, I'm I've been always been a Val Nikushkin believer. Mm-hmm. Maybe Mikhail Grigorenko will come out from the depths of Russia and <laughs> turn into something next year because I was a Grigorenko believer too. Man, there's always hits or misses, and I I think we're about ready to wrap up here. I have a public service announcement. If unless you have anything else you want to, uh, actually, I want to say, um, Mike Greer being oh, named yes, good uh, GM. That's very cool. Um, the prototypical power forward, as I like to say, um, he could score goals and he could throw that body around. Um, so yes, I hope um, I hope he has a lot of success there. Uh, for I think the he Sharks, will. the Sharks are a team too. I was thinking about this early. I was thinking like, hmm, he's going to be taking on a rebuild. Then I thought, well, no, they're not exactly rebuilding. They're just a retooling team. Kind of. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. So, um, sounds no, like they don't want to commit. 
Right. Right. But so he did say, I would listen to a little bit of his press conference today. He said there might be, they might have to take a step back to take a step forward. So mm-hmm. we'll see. And I had only just learned this past NFL season that his brother is an NFL GM. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea. Uh, what for the Dolphins? Yeah. The Dolphins. Chris yeah. Greer. Dolphins. That's right. Yeah. So I was shocked to uh, find that out. Um, this was months ago. But uh, yeah, so exciting time for the Greer family. Uh, man, I mean, you think you have Danny Briere, who is a um, upcoming executive. Uh, Drury almost took the Rangers to the cup. And now Mike Greer, I mean, that 05-06 Sabres team is uh, still um, resonating <laughs> in the NHL. I think Brian Campbell is pretty high up in the Blackhawks organization as well. Uh, Jay McKee just, I think he, I'm pretty sure he's the, the Hamilton Bulldogs head coach. He's been involved in junior for, yeah, his name's been in the, around there for head coaching jobs. So I wonder maybe he's the new coach of the sharks. Who knows? But Mm -hmm. uh, McKee could be a head coach in NHL someday. I feel like there's some more guys who could be, in the mix from that team for front office jobs, but hey, that team was good on the ice, but boy, mm-hmm. oh boy, they are turning <laughs> out some executives. Well, isn't uh, Ryan Miller is doing something with Team USA, right? Oh, yeah, Ryan Miller, too. Another He's going to be a goalie coach someday. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you right now, oh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about this because we haven't, it's been a while, but Miller, the retiring Ryan Miller's yeah, number. That's right. Uh, I'm, I've been shouting. I'm excited. I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think it should have happened, but I'm glad it's happening. I'm excited about it. Um, I, he's an all-time great for the Sabres. Why not? They have mm-hmm. so many numbers as it is. Why not? I will do whatever I can. Even if I have to go to the game by myself, I will be there that night. I'll go. I'll go with you. You will. Yeah. All right. Not? Let's make the plan now then. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Just us two. We, we can sit right behind the banner and watch it. That's right. Rise to the rafters. That's right. Yeah. We should do that. Actually, All right. That'd be fun. Good deal. Exciting. All right. Yes. I bet he has a job in the organization someday too. Why not? And I'm, I'm going to stand by this. Right Ryan Miller, they should have never let that guy retire. They should have said, hey, here's a blank check. Go be our goalie last year. Yeah. Instead of Anderson. It pro- yeah, yeah. He probably would have been the same number wise. Yeah. He would have sold Retire some tickets. Retire a Sabre. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been interesting. He wanted to go on his own terms, though. I Wait, did it. they did they do the one-day contract with him? No, they didn't. Oh, my he dear God. Why not? I don't know. Well, they're retiring his number. Hall yeah. Sabre's Hall of Fame. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh all right, now my public service announcement for the draft. Yes. I've been thinking about putting together a Sabres draft bingo board. Oh, I don't know if, do I don't it. Know if, I don't know if I'll have the time or motivation to do it. Oh, man. I might do it. Just, just like someone on Sabres Twitter says, oh, the next Josh Allen. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, public service announcement. The Sabres have not earned our blind loyalty yet like the Bills. Yeah. They have not. Uh, just because Jack Quinn and, and Josh Allen, because just because Josh Allen panned out and it appears that Jack Quinn may turn out to be good picks, uh, does not mean that you're not allowed to question the picks on Twitter. Uh, they have not earned our blind loyalty yet. Right. And blind trust. Blind trust is my word that I was looking for. Uh, you can hope that they're right, but. Not every draft pick is right. Uh, Not every pick this. I'm not going to think that every pick this year is going to be a home run. And you don't have to go into every person who is upset on draft days mentions and call them a moron because, well, Jack Wynn is a good pick and this pick could be the same. No, because I remember when they drafted Alex Nylander, people were furious and they were justified then and they're justified now. Mm-hmm. So if you can question the pick, there's nothing wrong with it. People 
spend their time and money looking into these guys and their opinions are valid. Yeah. And the people who just read a quick article about the guy a couple sentences two days ago. Like, oh, it could be could be the next Josh Allen. No. Nothing grinds my gears more than seeing that. I'm sorry. Yeah. But it's lazy. It's mm-hmm. lazy just to use that comparison. And I'm annoyed. Sorry to offend. I there we care. go. I don't That's care. That's right. There we, we go. We do our research on these guys, and <laughs> I don't want the ag avatar suburban hockey dad saying, oh, he's 5'9". First name, bunch of numbers. Yeah, first name, bunch of numbers. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen. Everyone was mad. and Look how that turned out. No. I'm not, I will not stand for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. If the Sabres pick a guy with the 16th pick and everyone had him ranked in the forties. I'm going to be furious. I don't think it's going to happen, but no, yeah. I, I am allowed to be upset. If the Sabres pick a guy who's ranked in the fifties, the 16th <laughs> overall pick. And I do not care what anyone says. All right. There we go. Take us out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh, there are those of us in the Sabres fan base who are blindly optimistic. And then there's people like you and I, Joe, you know where I'm going with this, who are cautiously optimistic. And we thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I am the king of segues. Oh, my God. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, There will be another draft review show uh coming on friday maybe saturday it'll be recorded on friday at the very least um so we'll see how that all shapes up uh and yeah everybody enjoy the draft of course thank you for tuning into this one and giving us your time greatly appreciate it thank you again for tuning in recently turning out in the off season and uh making our episode with anthony chandra one of the um most listened to ever you can check out all the old episodes if you wish to go back down memory lane for some reason. If you want to do that on our SoundCloud, just look up Cautiously Optimistic Podcast or just type it Cautiously Optimistic and it'll pop up. Uh, that's Joe. I'm Luke again. Uh, and folks, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Take care.